Now, are the days of working nine to five in the office a thing of the past? Well, the pandemic has certainly seen a massive increase in remote working. So what does the future hold for employers and employees? Well, I'm joined on the line now by Linda Barry, who's career consultant at Linda Barry Career Consulting and Joanne Redmond, Head of Employment Law at IBEC. Good morning to you both. Um, Linda, I might come to you first. We might concentrate from the employer, employee point of view first. I suppose, what are you hearing? How are people feeling about getting back to the office? What are their concerns? Concerns. Are people happy to get back or are they a bit reluctant? Good morning, Susan, and good morning, Joanne. Um, yeah, certainly there's mixed feelings across the board from clients that I'm working with and, and just speaking in generally uh, through networking. I suppose in terms of the main teams, candidates are, you know, for in the first lockdown, it was novelty. And then as things progressed, I suppose they've gotten more used to the balance of, you know, professional and personal life. Um, and I suppose some themes of social anxiety may be sliding in in terms of how will I actually be, you know, back in an office space and interacting. Um, I do think there is a lot of positivity and excitement about a potential hybrid offering from employers, being able to kind of have a choice around flexibility of working from home and being back in the office. So the main consensus with candidates and employees is that they are looking forward to actually seeing what the offering is. Um, I think employers are very much in a scenario testing mode and they have collected their um, their data and they're, you know, interpreting that at the moment. But overall, it's, you know, positivity around, you know, re-evaluating the connection they've had in work and, you know, I guess um, really feeling excited about being around their colleagues again, but also being able to kind of, you know, stay at home and maybe dilute some of that commuting that they've been doing also. Yeah, absolutely. Joanne, let me bring you in there. Obviously, people, as Linda says there, you know, they got a taste of something that we possibly would have never gotten a taste for if, you know, the pandemic hadn't happened. What, how are employers feeling about this or what are, what's the balance, I guess, that they're trying to strike as we move forward now post-pandemic? Morning, Susan and, and Linda, and thanks for having me, Susan. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. <clears throat> Employees and employers, I think, are living through or have lived through this new remote and hybrid experience for the last year or over a year now. And there are undoubtedly huge benefits to remote and hybrid work models um, flexibility, uh, you know, as, as Linda said, increased work life balance. I think another huge plus is this potential around getting underrepresented groups into the workplace and into the labour market. So whether that's people with disabilities, older workers, carers, um, female workers in certain sectors who've been underrepresented, there definitely are challenges. And I think particularly the last year and a half has shown um, from an employer's perspective and an employee's perspective, you know, people miss the collaboration in an office or in a work site. They miss the team dynamics and, you know, they miss that kind of innovation that happens sometimes organically in an office as well. So I think employers are really thinking through exactly as Linda said, you know, lots of them have engaged with their employees and their workforces and they're now going through the exercise of thinking through what will this look like for our organisation? Because, um, you know, it's not going to be a one size fits all approach. So I think it's really kind of planning forward, but knowing that you're going to have to iterate. And, it, you know, it'll very likely be a bit bumpy for, for organisations and, and their employees, but really kind of looking at what that will look like. And that's probably what the next few months will give us. It's, you know, because the restrictions thankfully are, are easing, and workplaces reopen in the next while, fingers crossed, um, we're going to have this opportunity to have almost a controlled hybrid experiment, um, which is, I think, great, you know, because not all employees will be back, even where their offices reopen. 
because of public health restrictions there you know offices will be at some kind of reduced mm. capacity so there will be that opportunity to learn hopefully yeah i definitely think it's it's absolutely one of the silver linings i think out of the the pandemic um linda let me come back to you um are you hearing from people then who are maybe unhappy with their employer's approach to how this is all going to work and are people willing to possibly reevaluate um their job the company they work for the 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 career that they have because possibly, you know, their company doesn't won't do the remote working or isn't kind of getting on board with it as much as they might like. Yeah, certainly people, I suppose, are still in a bit in the waiting room a little bit as to what that transition is going to look like. Um, because, um, in you know, employers are testing the water a little bit and still rummaging through the, the data collected. But I think, you know, during the pandemic, that, um, that thought process was already kind of in play where we, and candidates and employees we're thinking about, you know, is this career I want to, um, you know, existing going forward? Is this the kind of commute I want to be doing? You know, the logistics around their career and I suppose how they're feeling in their career. So this is just a kind of um, the icing on the cake. So if anyone is on the fence, this is definitely going to play a massive part in people's decision making going forward. And I suppose just to speak to, you know, uh, people who are changing their career midway, they have experience of a traditional work and set up and they're excited and interested to see how that's going to play out going forward so they are being open and understanding of employers um you know having to actually um create a a new um situation for their employees but from a graduate perspective the expectation is really you know um you know this will be their first role they kind of want a sophisticated setup they want a sophisticated culture they want to have choice and they really are vetting more than any of us have before and the next role as part of their lifestyle choice rather than being lucky to be employed. So that kind of mindset um, is something that employers should definitely Mm. take into consideration across the board, but more so with recent graduates. Joanne, um, in relation to you mentioned there, you know, uh, one of the one of the kind of really positives of this is possibly making workplaces more inclusive. You do mention women there, people with disabilities who may not have been able to, you know, be in an office for long hours during the day. It does strike me, though, that there will be an issue with kind of people being out of sight and out of mind and how will employers make sure that the people who do decide to make that choice to stay at home or maybe come to the office one day a week that they won't be left behind then when it comes to different opportunities yeah a hundred percent and I think that's one of the watch outs for for employers that this kind of presenteeism or you know what's sometimes called proximity bias doesn't creep in and doesn't you know become an issue the last thing anyone wants is you know two cohorts or two tiers of employees in your in your workforce you know those who are on site you know potentially getting better opportunities uh, and those off-site and I think there's definitely you know some some really good clever practical ways that employers can make sure that they're having a much more inclusive environment and bringing their two workforces together you know some companies are looking at having a couple of core days in the office um, where all the teams come together and it's you know it's it's funny it's about making the workplace and the office a destination you know making it attractive for Mm. for people to come in now that's not to say everybody has to be in all day every day and for those hybrid meetings it's about being being really mindful to make sure that if you have a couple of people 
on screen and we're all used to the Zoom and the Teams calls at this stage, but where you are where you have people in the office and we have people on screen, really making sure that the, the chair or the moderator is bringing everybody into the conversation and that there's follow-ups with those who are at home, you know, in, in case there's a fear they're missing out on yeah. those water, so-called water yeah. moments. Yeah, no, there's definitely, definitely a way to make it work, I think. Um, okay, that's all we've time for Joanne Redmond, Head of Employment Law at IBEC and Linda uh, Barry, a career consultant at Linda Barry Career Consulting. Thank you both for being with us this morning.